Welcome to the review of mini episode from the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In the review, we pick a single VR game, dive on into it, giving you a yay or nay on whether or not we think you should buy it. In this episode, we're discussing Iron Man VR, which just came out on the MetaQuest store last month. It's been a minute. Well, of course, the review is brought to you by Asterian Products, our sponsor. Uh, check them out on Amazon, code Full Dive 10 to get you 10% off their amazing VR headset stands, mats, and other things. I'm Jay Brad. I'm a VR YouTuber and sometimes streamer. And I'm Lipnox VR, and I cover all sorts of things. Quest too. Now, Lip, you've got quite the experience with Iron Man here. For people out there who don't know, I mean, Iron Man's a huge name. But basically, Iron Man VR, it's putting you inside of Iron Man in the suit, in the action. Unfortunately, it doesn't have Robert Downey Jr. as the voice actors. But tell us a little bit about your journey. You started out, you played this on PSVR back in the day. You played it a bunch on Quest now. What was that like PSVR first, then Quest? So my journey with this series or this game has been basically they released that demo and I was super excited about that demo. And it was basically they, they give you a decent chunk of the opening of the game. They let you get into mm -hmm. it. And I played that demo probably maybe six hours. They were intent on challenging or telling everyone, you know, beat our time. See who can get the fastest Iron Man time. And those opening tutorial things where you had to sort of race through the rings, you know, you that was the game that you're you're challenging yourself to try to get that best high score. And because of that, you know, six hours later, I, I learned how to fly and I was pretty good at the flying. So <laughs> when the full game dropped and I was like, oh, here's the whole thing. I loved this game. I was like, this is amazing. I feel like I am literally Iron Man in the suit. My hands are rockets that can propel me wherever I want. You know, I felt like I had just full control over everything I was doing. And it just it was it was just mind blowing to finally be in this game that I can be a man in a metal suit that flies around. And it's like, that that is amazing. Well, now, you know, we're looking at the Quest 2 version after all this time. Mm -hmm. And admittedly, when the PlayStation VR version came out, I was like, I was I was like, hugely like, if, if, if you don't think this is one of the best VR games, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I was super defensive <laughs> of this game. I, was, I love I love this game. People are missing out. Why are they missing out? Like, don't miss out on this game. It's amazing. And I think that sort of time passed and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. Some of the people that said, oh, it's a good game, but not the best game. When the game of the year came or the end of the year came, it was number one for the game of the year. So <laughs> on their channels. So, I mean, like, I, I think, you know, part of that was updates and things that they did to smooth things out a lot. But just even from the get go. This is just an incredible game and the PlayStation VR version is amazing. But, you know, I, I, I feel like I want you to sort of you've, you've played the PlayStation VR version. Mm -hmm. You've played the Quest 2 version. How much better do you feel like the Quest 2 version is to that PlayStation VR version? Because, well, I'll, I think I'll say this is going to make a pretty big definitive point about the Quest 2 version. So the game that's pretty much the same, same style of gameplay. If the graphics even look a lot the same, they did a good job of getting good graphics from the PSVR onto the Quest 2. But on PSVR, I thought it was a good game. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is the best game, but I thought it was good. I did find the <laughs> combat got a little redundant and there were just some little annoyances about the game that I couldn't quite put my finger on, but it made it so that I didn't want to play this game constantly. Like I wanted to play it once and then shelve it for a while. And when I got on the Quest 2, I started to realize what those things were that bugged me because the Quest 2 version seemed a lot more fun. Same game, but somehow being completely wireless meant I could just turn when I needed to turn. I didn't need to think about it. So the flying felt so much more free. I didn't have to think about, oh gosh, where's my wire? What am I doing? 
Another thing that really was a weird detail, they took away like the main loading screens and the game still loads at times on the quest, but it'll just like go to a black screen and it'll quickly load while some achievement pops up or something on your screen. So you don't really notice the load times because on PSVR, they were significant. They were kind of long load time. And so you like felt like you minutes. stayed in the action more. And then a really weird one that you brought up on the last full episode, the fact that you could walk around inside the mansion and stuff made such a difference. On PSVR, you had a point to point. And it wasn't even point to point teleport. There was like dots on the floor that you could teleport to. You couldn't just teleport freely. And those little details when I wanted to walk around in in Tony Stark's mansion and like go lift weights or play the little basketball game or eat a sandwich out of the fridge. Those little details being able to walk from one to the next, it allows you to start to really get immersed in this character and this feeling of this game. And you're also it's those weird details that you don't see enough in PSVR games like or in VR games in general. Like uh, there's a sandwich in the fridge. I can take it out and I can eat it. There's grapes or an apple. I can eat all except the apple core. Like those weird little things all were much more magical in the quest version to me. Like the aquarium when he's in his bedroom. <laughs> so pretty. It's just super cool. Super cool. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I can walk around. Yeah, the visuals, I, I, it looks like the PSVR version, but for some reason I did feel like, I guess I was on a Quest Pro when I was playing it. Maybe that's also part of it with the colors and everything. But I was like, man, it looked really pretty. Like the whole yeah, time I, like, I went up to the base. window. Yeah, you'd look Sorry, around. I've only played on base PS4 and this Quest 2 version seems like it's exactly the same graphics, if not better. Yeah, there's times where you're just taking in the scenery. And I was like, okay, this is something because so many VR games, I don't ever do that. I'm just playing through them. I don't want to stop and look. And this made me stop and look, which was like, okay, they've done something a little bit of more magic here that has made this for some reason a lot more fun, even to me, someone who wasn't completely in love with it on PSVR. And I had way more fun on the quest playing it. Yeah, I think you definitely you definitely nailed it in that regard because it's just it's so much more like it's so streamlined. It's so easy mm -hmm. to just get in there and be Iron Man, be Tony Stark. And, you know, once, like you said, once you fix some of these hurdles, you don't feel like you want to stop playing because something's annoyed you. There was just the, the, the biggest thing was the loading times were just absolutely brutal on PlayStation VR. Yeah. And, you know, I, could, I, I was like, whatever, because for me, I loved flying so much. I was like, OK, load me in one of the levels and I'm just going to fly around the level for, you know, whatever period of time. But, you know, there's there's one spot near the end of the game that there's this really hard challenge and it's like after the game's over it's like a little extra thing but it is so hard and you will just sit there living in loading screens reloading this over and over again and <laughs> yeah that was on that was like a big thing for PlayStation VR it's like you know people people they really liked the game but they kind of they they felt a little bit like you know they sh they shouldn't have they should have done better they should have done better and this this is them doing better yeah what, what do you yeah, think they... it took for them to get Get this on the on the Quest Store after it being a PlayStation exclusive. I th I think it was a timed exclusive, so I think they had to get past the timing. And I I do think they did some sort of magic to get this to look as good as it did, even if it's on the regular Quest Two. But the funny thing, it's only on PSVR and Quest. It's not on PC still, so you still can't play this if you're playing on a PC headset with Steam. So I'm sure Oculus threw them a bunch more money. They're like, hey, we know that was on PSVR. Your exclusivity contract has ended. We'll pay you a bunch to bring it to Quest but not necessarily to PC yet. So they can also then roll in some of the success that Sony was feeling with this game. Well, and, and, and Meta's just recently purchased Camouflage, I think, haven't they? Meta bought Camouflage, Armature, and Twisted Pixel. So they've, they're buying up VR studios left and right. Yeah. But yeah, Camouflage, they did a game before in VR. It was like a kind of like a point-to-point -point click, third person through camera perspective, like 
security camera perspective, stealth action game. And it's weird that they went from that and then made Iron Man, which is very well done. It's been out since 2020 on PSVR, July back then. It only came out on November 3rd on Quest now. And they know what they're doing when it comes to development. I got to say, they everything about the game feels good. The flying feels really good. It's like your Iron Man. You got rocket packs on each hand. You put them back behind you to blast yourself forward. If you need to slow down, you can let off one jetpack or you can aim another jetpack forward to the side and they make it so you can keep shooting out of your hand just like Iron Man shoots out of his jetpacks. You can keep one jetpack going behind you with your left hand and put your right hand up and shoot stuff in front of you. Like it's really intuitive, the movement. So it's there's not that much of a learning curve to learn how to fly. I would say five minutes in this game, you feel comfortable flying. I would say that the biggest issue I found with the learning curve in this game is there is a whole like skill system where you can equip all these different parts on your suit mm -hmm. and every different weapon that you can potentially equip has totally different things that they can do, whether or not it's, <laughs> you know, continuous shots or shotgun blasts or things like this. And I found, especially because I played so much of that demo before I got into the game, that it was it was odd for me whenever I had to like, so you do you do this movement, but then you also do like this movement and you can shoot things out of your hand. And it based on where how your hands are shaped or positioned, it'll change what weapon you're shooting from the gun button. And yeah, I found same it gun button. a little bit challenging switching back and forth between those two things. Yeah. So like for our listeners, so basically if you put your hand up like you're telling somebody stop, that's one way to shoot. But then if you make a fist and curl your fist downward, yeah. that's a different weapon, but with the same button. So that part I definitely think is a little tricky, but also the way this game progresses, you've got a five plus hour campaign, depending on how fast you play it. But as you go, you unlock different weapons so you can choose different auxiliary weapons to equip to your suit for different missions. So like you might have your normal blasters on your hands. But then you can put smart missiles or something up on your shoulders so that you can only use every soft and they have a cooldown period. So you use your smart missiles, quickly take out a bunch of little targets, and then you go back to your blasters. And as the game goes on, you get more and more weapons. You're in different combat scenarios. But that's really the basic game loop as it goes forward. What did you think? People kind of thought the combat got a little tired in the PSVR version. Maybe I know that was kind of my complaint. What did you think about the combat overall? So I was... I was let down ultimately about the lack of different enemy types. I think mm -hmm. there's about six different like robots and then there's a few bosses. So realistically, I think that's where the combat let me down was I just felt like I was facing off against the same two or three types of enemies over and over again with the mm -hmm. occasional rest of the three that would pop in here and there, sometimes for very specific spots and certain missions and things like that. So I felt like that was where the combat got a little bit dull for me. But because there was just so many different things I could equip to the hands and, and shooting things and the, the punching mechanic, I never really felt bored so much about the combat. But at the same time, uh, I really didn't even care because just flying around as Iron Man was <laughs> so much fun that it was like I can do something as well as flying. Sold. Sold. And I just I loved that flying experience so much that. It was it was honestly the combat was about the flying for me. And it was like, OK, I'm going to do this super fast, like flying through the city. And I'm going to blast these two guys as I go around this corner, like just perfect, straight up Tony Stark style. And, you know, that that was what, what sort of fueled the, the combat for me, because it was sort of doing the combat really like doing the flying really fast and then shooting things while I'm doing that and being able to sort of blend those together and just be the best at doing it. It always felt like when I did something cool 
or pulled off something cool, really fast move that I was like, yes, yes, this is what I like to see. And I just, <laughs> I think that's what really just continued to fuel my excitement because I'd be like, I'm going to go max speed around these three buildings. There's going to be this robot on the other side. And I'm going to tackle the ground, smash something, you know, this and that. And I mean, even honestly, are the rings an enemy in this game? Because there's a lot of rings in those like chime challenges things. <laughs> and I felt like in a lot of ways, you know, you'd go through the rings and there'd be like a target to like give you extra bonus time. You'd punch and I'd be like, yes, get right into the punching part. <laughs> well, and it's but. it's interesting you bring up the the super fast flying stuff because the developers did a few sneaky things in this game. So one of which, because you're Iron Man, you can see the inside of your not the inside of the helmet, but the HUD, your display that's showing up, you know, showing you how your jets packs are doing, how much boost you have left, what weapons you're using. But they did that in such a way that you think, okay, I'm Iron Man. Iron Man was able to see this stuff inside. But what you don't realize that HUD is doing is it's giving you a grounding point to also see that lessens the chance of getting motion sickness. So in all the reviews I read, even the bad ones, almost no one complained about motion sickness in this game. Even though you are flying fast, you're all over the place when you're flying. And yet people just didn't get sick because they built this display in a really smart way that it's almost like when you're in a racing game and there's a car frame still around you, that car helps give you a grounding point that makes you feel safe and not let you get sick. So some brilliant engineering went into this game. It's currently $26.79. It's on sale right now. It's normally 40 bucks with a 4.3 rating. And the only reviews that I really saw were kind of because they said they had some frame rate issues and stuff. Did you run into any of those on the quest too? I, I personally, I mean, there might've been a, a little, a little bit of here and there kind of thing. Truth, truthfully, sometimes the quest too just has moments where it just seems to randomly lag regardless of the game itself. <laughs> but I, I honestly, I didn't, I didn't feel like there was any performance issues that were noticeable to me at all. That nothing, nothing ruined my experience. Things loaded fast. You could skip cut scenes if you didn't want to see them. Uh, it just seemed like it was a, a smooth package. I, I didn't, I didn't have anything whatsoever bad to say about the uh, performance of this at all. I played on the Quest Pro and I had great performance. And then I handed it to Nat at one point. I was like, oh, do this part right here. Check this out. And it completely froze. I had to restart the game only on her. I had no problem with it. I got right back in, continued playing. I don't know what kind of bad luck that was for her. I was like trying to show her, hey, check this out. It was like it just instantly messed up. But that is something to keep in mind if you're thinking about buying it. I, they may have already patched it too a little bit because you've been playing it more since launch and I've been playing it only recently. And we haven't seen a lot of these issues, but I'm sure over time too, these may get better as well. But it was just funny because it was like the minute I handed it to Nat completely killed it for some reason that honestly sometimes that is legitimately just the quest it's like oh you moved your play space in a weird way you turn the headset off and turn it back on sleep mode happened oh everything's just down but yeah. it, you know what i remember getting my quest one and because i had so many side quest apps that i was playing with i just have the weirdest issues happen all the time it was like oh whatever turn the headset back on you know this is the cycle you try to just get immune to the to to you know, getting frustrated by it because it happens so often. But I, I, I didn't have any issues with this one. I know, uh, I know some of the games recently have been getting. You know, we've heard we've heard some some things about the Saints and Sinners too. That mm -hmm. you know, it hasn't launched in the greatest form for Quest Two, and uh, you know, maybe that's you know because it's not really a Quest Two game. But with Iron Man, it literally, if 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 it wasn't for me already playing the PlayStation VR version, I would think that they designed this game from the ground up for the quest too. 
I, I agree there. And I think that we've we've covered a lot here. So the last question that I'm wondering, like if this goes back to 40 bucks for normal price, it's five around around five hours of campaign. That's not a ton of hours for $40. So as someone who's beat the campaign, why would I go back and play this game? Because I haven't beat it yet. Would if you would you say it's worth going back to and replaying? So for me, the campaign in a way is just like it's like it's like here's 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 like your dinner. But to me, it's like, oh, when we make dinner, there's all these leftovers sitting in the fridge and maybe they're not going to be as good reheated, but they're going to be in the fridge. And if I'm getting hungry and I want to fly around, there's only one game that's going to let me fly around like this. Mm -hmm. There's tons of challenges. I can always go with like I played the demo for six hours. Like if I play the demo for six hours, it's longer than the game even lasts. (laughs) I mean, clearly just flying around. If you if you love being Iron Man and you love flying around. It's going to be 100% worth your time and worth $40. I think it was like $50 on PlayStation VR when it came out. And even then I was like, yes, this is amazing. So I don't mind paying the price tag whatsoever on this. And I mean, there's a million games that you'll put two, four hours, absolute max on the Quest store that are up in that $40 price tag. I just think that, you know, it's 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 just it's one of those it's one of those essential titles for the headset. Got to have it so you can fly around. And if you do go back, of course, there's all these different weapons you can unlock. So there's different ways to play it, but there's different suits to unlock. Are those only cosmetic or do some of the suits, are they like heavier? Do they, are they stronger? Do you know if those affect you at all in the game? Just, just cosmetic. Just cosmetic. Okay. And, and, and weirdly enough, they didn't add any more beyond what the PlayStation VR one had. It did have a lot though. I know that. So there's tons. There's like 20 of them, but there's, 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 there's a lot of them. And I mean. For the, for the most part, let's be perfectly honest, uh, because you're just seeing your hands, it's sort of, I mean, it's, it, it, it looks a lot cooler when you're in that like room and you can stare at the Iron Man suit. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't change the game too, too much about the suits. Uh, but like you said, you know, there's all those upgrades you can buy, testing all these different things. And there is challenges that are just right there at the end of the game that are what one challenge in particular, I bet you less than 1% of the people that own this game have ever even <laughs> gotten like anywhere near completing it so if you, if you nice. beat it leave a comment <laughs> <laughs> let us know well i think at this point we're definitely ready to declare the yay or nay uh so you ready on three yeah one two three yay yay obviously <laughs> especially though <laughs> buy definitely it now. me buy it now while it's on sale like i feel like you pay yeah. 27 you're gonna really feel like you got your money's worth we're 40 there's still gonna be a lot you're still gonna show this game to friends you're gonna play it it's gonna be your go-to if you want to show people how to fly in vr but you pay 27 right now it's a little bit of a steal almost because i think i paid full price on psvr and i'm like dang these people are lucky getting this for so cheap this close to launch here yeah i definitely i definitely bought it i did the pre-order on it for playstation vr so whatever full price was i paid it Maybe there was like maybe there was like a five percent discount for pre-ordering, but yeah, there was a little something I think. But hey, there was also there was a deluxe bundle though. You paid more if you wanted the extra some extra cosmetics. I remember that on PSVR two, which I don't know if that's a thing on Quest, but uh, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a deluxe version. So maybe they did include all those cosmetics. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'd, every every single one of the costumes I remember seeing in the PlayStation VR one was in this one, but I didn't see any that weren't in the game. Like I didn't see any new ones, but I definitely didn't feel like any were missing so and i you know i think those deluxe ones would still they still showed up in the menu but i, I don't know definitely a yay though <laughs> yeah i know that 
Well, let us know. Come join the Discord if you've got opinions on this game or if you haven't gotten it yet and you want to hear more or tell us what other games to review. We'd love to see you over there. We want to say thank you, everybody, for coming out. We hope you enjoyed this review. And remember, if you're thinking about VR, it's time to do what? Dive one in. <laughs> Dive one in. <laughs> <laughs>